and welcome, TV Donut fans. This is TV Donut. You're joining us for another week. We're list. We watched Treme this week. I'm Piers Ray. Joining me, as always, my beautiful hosts. Hello. Good afternoon. It's Saskia here. That's Saskia over there mm-hmm. and over here. Hi, it's Hannah. Hannah Davies. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Piers. It's good to see both of you. Yes. I know. It's uh, the thrill of my every two weeks. No. No. Um, yeah. So HBO, April 2010 to December 2013. Treme, set in 2005. Treme. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's just a period. It's a period piece <laughs> made within the same decade as the period. Yeah, it's... which doesn't happen very often. I didn't really think no. about that. Just doing well. I guess newsroom is sort of that way. Yeah, in the very recent past, it's it was covering things that might have been happening a couple months prior to the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So created by David Simon and Whom Eric, we know and love Overmeyer, of course. Of course, creative one of our favorite shows that we oh. did an extremely extensive episode about. Had and to. The Wire. It, it's The Wire. In case you case didn't know, in you case live you didn't know. <laughs> in a cave and you don't know who yeah. David Simon is. Also, and this felt quite similar. I feel and like so mm-hmm. a, a lot of in style actors. Well, you just like the attention to detail. Yes, is very similar. to Well, the for me, it. Um, it has more of a character development than a plot development. I agree. And I think The Wire... The Wire, I would say, has a little bit more plot development than this one does. It does. Or feels I think like it does. it does. But uh, definitely similar in that sense that we're way more watching the characters than we are the, the plot. Oh, very much so. Yeah, and this show is like... It's so much just about... like I feel like the city is... Or the, the neighborhood of Treme is a character of its own. And the music... Yeah. It's so yeah. much more important here too. It's if like you, it creates much more of a mood than the wire does. This show's a real party to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. There were huge long sequences where it was just musical breaks. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of people online complained about that. And I fucking loved it. I loved yeah. every single one of them. Yeah, those people complaining online are watching the wrong show. It, it's yeah. like that makes the show. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't exist anywhere else. Actually, I'm watching. It's beautiful. I'm watching. Um, vinyl right now as well okay and with that one they also do extended musical numbers but with that one i kind of see that they get kind of distracting and long mm-hmm. but in this one it's like it's so important yeah to the story and i was so glad to see in the finale that they still kept that and this was the longest probably except for maybe twin peaks show that we've watched in terms of like running time and oh. well both the episodes were. and it didn't feel like the longest by a long shot no the of opening, shows that we've watched the opening episode the pilot how long was that an hour and a half an yeah. hour and 19 an hour and yeah. 19 they were both, both about were. 120 okay yeah. the finale was a little bit longer like 124 yeah the finale was longer yeah a little I bit didn't longer check the they were stamps. about the same that's crazy i thought the finale was much shorter but I guess by that point, I no, had like longer. I had figured out enough. Yeah, I wasn't so desperate for information. Yeah, they were they were quite long, but they didn't feel. I like by I got time I got to the end of the finale, I was like a little sad. I <laughs> that there was no more. We'll just say right now, I'm watching this show as of tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, so should yeah, we absolutely. all we all agree that this show was amazing? Yes. This is a must watch. This is everyone's on board, and uh, I had always intended on watching it. Like I'd heard since it came out. Mm-hmm. A, that it's incredible, and B, a lot of the complaints were that it's super slow, it's super boring, nothing's <laughs> happening. That Which are insane complaints. Normally, I now. think that would bother me. Like, if someone said that about another show, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm trying to think of another example of where a show felt like Well, like The Wire gets happening. that a lot, and The Sopranos as well. Well, the, when I watched the first season of The Wire, that, that was my chief complaint as well. I was like, why do people... <laughs> 
not like it, but get so excited by this show oh, because yeah. nothing is happening. But it does. It, yeah, you it just seems, have. Yeah. It's just like such a slow burn. I think I've like was True Detective like a slow burn. Maybe that's another one I've heard about that about. True Detective. True Detective is less so because it starts off slow. That was really hard. Rapidly speeds up. Right. Um, gotcha. But, but every point and detail matters, like but in The Sopranos. I think I am one of those people, like you two, again, that's sort of a lot of my Twin Peaks issues, is like, yeah. it feels like nothing is happening. Like, one thing happens, and then we just, we just wait. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, yeah. But in, it, for this, for Tremé, it didn't bother me at all. I was happy, and I was like, I am watching 44 hours of this. Like, this is great. Yeah, it's It's, it's my amazing. favorite thing. I like to see a character who, you'll see a character, they go left instead of right, and then you think, oh, that's going to pay off in about 20 episodes. Yeah. That's going to be huge down the road. Definitely. And this, this show, oh, it's I almost immediately, what? that we watched the finale of the first season. I yeah. agree. But then well, again, like, like, what are you really see, missing? There, there's there's not, one or two mm-hmm. pretty big reveals, I guess. I expected that to happen. Well, but we'll exactly. get into that. But it was not like a no shocking. Well, there's one pretty shocking. Which we're we'll, going we'll to go get into, into it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Okay, so the pilot of Treme has a title. It's, yes. Do you know what it means? Yeah. In the small New Orleans neighborhood of Treme, they are about to celebrate the first second line parade since the town was struck by Katrina and many of the local musicians and residents are reunited, but even more have not yet returned. That's the entire description of the episode. That's, That's a good description. Yeah. It is. It's a few months after. We're just picking up with people as they're living Three their months, lives. yeah. They say it's three months after Katrina, yeah. which, I mean, we all saw happen. Yeah. And was horrifying on so many levels. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a test. There is a major hurricane that is in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, the winds have really picked up here significantly over the last half hour or so. The worst of the storm has now reached New Orleans. This is the moment we've been talking about, dreading. I'm wondering how long these levees are going to hold on Lake Pontchartrain. The city absolutely devastated by Katrina. Uh, I'm told that the New Orleans police put out a call to all its officers saying, if you have a boat, bring it here, help us. These are people who did not have the wherewithal to get out of town. They didn't have cars. There's no way they could pay for a hotel room. They stayed in their houses because they had to. And then the water came up. This is life and death. This is life and death. There's just no doubt about it. I understand uh, the anxiety of people on the ground. I just can't imagine what it's like to be waving a sign that said, come and get me now. But uh, I want people to know there's a lot of help coming. You know, maybe help is on the way. The immediate situation is with each passing hour, the situation gets more dire. The government said, you go in that Superdome and you'll get help. And they didn't get help. They got locked in there. There was no power, air conditioning, water. Thousands were stranded in wretched conditions. I want to thank Senator Frist and Senator Reid for their extraordinary efforts. To listen to politicians thanking each other and complimenting each other. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, there are a lot of people here who are very upset. I want everyone in the world to see six days after Katrina swept through this city, five days after the levee collapsed, look, look in the face of the baby. 
So many of these people, almost all of them that we see, are so poor and they are so black. They're showing all these reports of people looting and, and they are doing that. But people are desperate. Destruction of the spirit of the people of southern Louisiana and Mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. The aftermath of Hurricane Katrina will go down as one of the worst abandonments of Americans on American soil ever in U.S. history. And what's amazing about this show, just like I, what I talked about in The Wire, is like David Simon is not afraid to say, like, bullshit. This is all bullshit. Like, he has so many problems with how this was handled, as we all should. Mm-hmm. And he's, like... He made a whole show about it. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just crazy. Well, I feel like his views come out through well, many of the characters, but John Goodman especially. So let's talk about Antoine. Oh, Antoine. Okay, th- this opening, this opening <laughs> sequence, all that, it's like five, or th- maybe even ten minutes yeah. of literally just music. Yeah. And it was probably the greatest opening to a show I've, it's up there. With the greatest I've ever seen. Also, the uh, credits were great, too. Like, yeah. the opening title Done credits. by the same title designer from The Wire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it opens with this second-line parade. Second-line parade in New Orleans, New Orleans being a parade that's led by a particular brass band that's hired for the purpose of the parade. The second line is supposed to be other musicians who, like, tag along. And uh, fans, like, all the people we see dancing along with them with the umbrellas or the... Sat like the, the napkins and such. The guy yeah. at the front had, the had a line. sign, and it was was those all the p- people participating. It said a few good men on there, and mm-hmm. then black men of labor, and then money wasters, and then Treme's sidewalk steppers. Right? Is so that all the bands? That was that probably are... the first line, right? Mm-hmm. Of the people that were supposed to be doing that parade, and mm-hmm. then the second line is everyone else that just jumps in. And uh, the people dancing and goes along yeah. exactly, That's yeah. And figured. it's amazing. Apparently, it happens constantly, and I can't wait to one day witness it. In yeah, person. I agree. Yeah, I uh, really want to go to New Orleans now after this. Oh Nothing has sold me on those. I city just want to say, I also watched Lemonade this weekend. All hail Queen Beyonce, which is like got a lot of Nola like references. Mm-hmm. So I've had a very New Orleans weekend, which is amazing. <laughs> and then I'm going to watch the originals tonight just when, to cap it. When up. you say watching Lemonade, like all the videos that No, it's a it was it released as an HBO special. Really? Yeah, it's a I film. Like a visual I thought it was just out as an album. It's okay. next level. Well, I uh, encourage you both to That's on my watch list. Get into it as soon as humanly possible because I I honestly sat down yesterday I was like can I watch a one-hour Beyonce video? Like, I thought after five minutes I was going to get pretty bored with it. And I was, like, like jaw on the floor. Like, it's so great. Okay, maybe this is what I need to watch tonight, then. That oh, sounds great. Right. It goes so well with this. It was so perfect. Um, Fantastic. So getting back to this. Yes, uh, so we Antoine. Open, we open on Anton. A.K.A. By Bunk. Bunk Moreland. A.K.A. Yeah. actor Wendell, Wendell Pierce. Pierce. Who's a, tr- a struggling trombone player who's he's just returning shit. to New Orleans. Yep, there's a runner through this episode where he's constantly shorting cab drivers mm-hmm. or not paying for cabs or telling the cab driver that he previously gave him information that he did not give, like to take a different route mm-hmm. or that he only had a certain amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> I actually found it hilarious. Oh, it was a great bit. See, I'm short, I know, but if you had went down City Park Avenue and then Esplanade and St. Claude instead of all the way on the interstate, it would have been less. You want to take City Park and Esplanade, then say so. Man, I thought you knew. You say Esplanade, I take Esplanade, no problem. Look, man, when I catch up with them and play that parade, I'm going to have it, all right? I'm going to find you. I will. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you, brother. I owe you. Right. Thank you. Right. <laughs> time i guess to to play in all these parades yeah, and with his... these shows plus he's a musician instrument he, he doesn't want to be a cabbie yeah he clearly doesn't want to be beholden to anyone he's so charming yes he's extremely charming oh God, he's, he's still so friends charming. with his ex-wife yeah sort of kind of i don't know if, like if he when was the last time they were together because yeah, he's surprised when he they the parade ends up at her bar Ladonna is his ex-wife they mm-hmm. have two kids together Madonna, played by Candy Alexander. Yeah, she's oh, amazing, she's too. She's wonderful. She's a she bar owner. She was one of my favorite characters. Her whole plot line is she is returned to New Orleans. Her new husband, uh, who's a dentist living in Baton Rouge, is up there with her two sons by way of Antoine. Yeah. So... And he's basically ignoring the kids, right? She's like, why don't you go and visit them? He's like, well, I don't have a car. She's like, there's a free bus that goes up there. You can go anytime you want. We have no idea when the last time was that he saw his kids. We can assume a few months because in in the finale, don't we see Yeah, in the flashback, you see them. um, Oh, yeah. That's right. Are they together in the flashback? No. No. I thought they encountered each other in the flashback, though. No, he he's with in his the car. new wife and baby in with that Desiree. Flashback. Oh, so I, yeah, that's yeah, I know that's Desiree. Car. Sorry, let's put some context here. Antoine has also, he's not married, but he's got a new girlfriend who has his youngest child, and that's who he lives with most of the and time. And that was his child? I wasn't I think sure. So. Yeah, that's his child. All right. For sure. I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah. I uh, assumed it was. You don't usually, like, take on a girlfriend who has a baby. Yeah. If it's not yeah, your baby. True. Especially when you already have two kids with yeah. an ex. Exactly. Like there's a, 
complicated relationship. And these everyone ends up sort of knowing each other, or they do know each other, all these characters, which yeah. I found was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Usually we complain about the convenience of that, but I think this it's a such small town and such mm-hmm. a tight community that you you probably would know most of your neighbors. And yeah. all the characters are wrapped up in the arts. They're musicians, they're chefs, a couple writers, yes. DJ. Davis. Let's it's talk about Davis. Oh, Played Steve. by Steve Zahn. This is his only television show that he's ever done. Seriously. Which is crazy. He's, he's so good in amazing. this. Amazing. He was also my favorite favorite. Him and LaDonna, I think... If we have to name our favorites, they would be my favorites, those two. Tough call. For me, Antoine is... It's certainly Antoine. Antoine, Antoine, I also really like Jeanette from Deadwood. I love Kim Dickens. And she's also... I'm uh, watching her everywhere right now. Fear the Walking Dead. On Friday Night Lights. What? She's she's wonderful. She is. (laughs) And adorable. She's everywhere. Uh, you were saying about uh, Davis, Davis is stoked about the parade. He hears the music, so mm-hmm. he like jumps up naked and like he's in bed with Jeanette, who yeah. owns a restaurant. But the restaurant's really struggling. She has no staff, and she's constantly and there's no food packed no, full yeah. of people. Yeah, there's no fresh fish. There's no you know. There's, she doesn't she even have nothing. the ingredients for like an apple turnover. Basically, yeah, she's really having a hard time. They don't seem to be like in a relationship as like they're kind of like friends with benefits i wasn't 100 yeah. percent sure if she was cheating at first on when she was well i didn't know again oh, in the right. first yeah, scene yeah. i thought she may because because she said i can't believe i didn't go home last night but that only means because of her house because it's ruined yeah and but yeah. also i think she was commenting on the disgustingness <clears throat> of his yes. apartment Davis is, <laughs> that is slob? a huge slob. He's very passionate, he but he's a shampoo. real weirdo. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> he like you're kind of charmed really and repelled great. by him at the same time. Yeah, and then uh, Albert. We have to talk about Albert. Uh, Albert Lester played by Freeman. Clark Peters. Lester B. Freeman. <laughs> you can't just keep referring to these people by their wire characters. Uh, yes, like you can. So like, they are uh, Bubbles' oh. sponsor, who didn't even get a name. <laughs> oh, Steve Earle. Steve Earle. Steve Earle. Amazing musician. Steve Earle's in this, guys. <laughs> for a brief in the second. Finale for two seconds. But that yeah. means he's going to be in a lot of it. I'm very excited to see more of him. Um, yeah. Clark Peters plays the leader of a New Orleans Indian tribe. Yeah, his name's Albert, and him and his daughter are driving back into the city. She is opposed to him going back, and he just does not want to hear it. His relationship with his kids I found really interesting to watch. Like, yeah, I agree. They so disagree with absolutely everything he's doing, but they follow his orders mm-hmm. like they are terrified of him but it's not like i think his daughter leaves right it's not that it's like total respect but it's like his word is law Mm -hmm. and you don't see that kind of like parent-child relationship that much on tv i think it's a lot more frequent in real life than than you than represented on tv he gets i think one of the best moments of the i mean i i love his character he seems to be he's like the spirit of new orleans he can't like he basically comes back to nothing Starts rebuilding by hand and rallies his whole community around himself. Yeah. By the by, the finale of the first season, we see that he starts with just him and one basically basically uh, forces one guy down the road. Shows up at his house in the middle of the night in full uh, <laughs> full Indian. Well, it's not even. It's Indian so here. hard to describe without seeing it. Like I didn't even know what to write down, but it's like I feel like it's traditional like New Orleans Mardi Gras stuff too. For yeah, sure, it is. But it's like a bird outfit. Yeah, it's lots it's of feathers. Got lots of feathers. It's enormous. The colors are so vibrant. Like, like yes, if you've, you've seen, seen it, before, it at Mardi Gras, sure. you would know. But mm-hmm. even that, like, I don't think I've seen that at Mardi Gras. Like yeah. Mardi Gras is usually like more like well, showgirl kind it's, of outfits. It's ju- I think pr- it's. 
I don't know for sure, but I think it's New Orleans. What? That Mardi what? Gras. Like, just that outfit. That stuff. Yeah, no, this is... It doesn't happen is, anywhere well, but New Orleans. There's com- comparable outfits, you could say, in, like, Brazilian Carnival. Yeah. But it's the same thing that Hannah's saying. Like, it's a lot of showgirl stuff and a lot of these huge flowery costumes. Yeah. But the, but this the ones is something at Carnival like won't more have. Like, if you ever go to, like, Chinatown yeah. and you see those, like, dragons... Mm-hmm. This is, it's more like a full-on, like, co- costume than an outfit. And they, like, yeah. they don't explain any of this to us no. either. That's, it's bit, like, just like The Wire. So like, we have to either, like, or read Google up about it, it ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Or, or just go eventually with the story. Eventually, just get it. I had no idea these guys existed. And yeah, no, I didn't either. And I was so, so confused cool. that he kept calling him Chief, because I was like, these are African-Americans. Like, they are yeah. not... Native they're, Indians, yeah. like, and they're not. Why at all. are they connected? And it's just it's just a tradition that's always been in New Orleans. Like I Wikipedia a little Me and too. like sort of read about it, but it was just anyway so cool. And we, I know a lot of what happened in the middle that you guys don't know, so it's even more impressive that he accomplishes this feat. Let's just really? put it that way. I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, I've got a donut question, but I have to see this. You know, in the finale, like his son says to him, He's like arrest we wouldn't it. have gotten this done even if you didn't go to jail yeah so yeah anyway we'll get to that we love albert that's really the whole point of that absolutely yes yeah a few there's a few characters here that really let's talk about creighton the explosion people heard was actually an unsecured barge ramming into the canal wall not dynamite people think there was a conspiracy to breach the levees to what end drown 80 percent of the city and whose interest was that why displace so many working class folks, black and white? It, it makes no sense. Are you saying this was a natural disaster, pure and simple? A natural disaster. A hurricane is. What hit the Mississippi Gulf Coast was a natural disaster, a hurricane, pure and simple. The flooding of New Orleans was a man-made catastrophe, a federal fuck-up of epic proportions and decades in the making. Daddy. We can edit that out, no worries. The levees were not blown, not in 65, and not three months ago. The flood protection system, built by the Army Corps of Engineers, a.k.a. the federal government, failed. And we've been saying for the last 40 years, since Betsy, that it was going to fail again unless something was done. And guess what? It was not. Seriously, Daddy, you're going to stroke out. No worries, sweetheart. Cool as a cucumber up an archbishop's ass. The levees weren't blown. The floodgates failed. The canal walls failed. The pumps failed. All of which were supposedly built to withstand a much greater storm. Are you suggesting criminal liability? Absolutely. Find the responsible parties and put them on trial. Corps of Engineers, federal, state, local government, the contractors who use substandard materials, and the goddamn sleazebag politicians that they have in their pockets. Ah, so, given that it's all gone pear-shaped... Why should the American taxpayer foot the bill to fix New Orleans? It's going to cost billions. Well, since when don't nations rebuild their great cities? For the sake of argument, let's say New Orleans was once a great city. Are you saying New Orleans is not a great city? A city that lives in the imagination of the world? I suppose if you're a fan of the music, which has rather seen its day, let's be honest, or the food, a provincial cuisine which many would say is typically American, too fat, too rich, then yes, of course, New Orleans has its advocates. But what about the rest of the country? Mm. Provincial, passe... Hate the food, hate the music, hate the city. What the fuck are you doing down here? You fucking limey vulture motherfucker. 
John Goodman? Yeah. Uh, added after the initial pilot was shopped around? Yeah, um, they shot the scenes for him and put him in the pilot afterwards. Which is pretty cool. Is he from... He's from Texas. He... I don't oh. know where he's from, but he does live in New Orleans, or did for years and years. I could see that. Yeah. I could totally see that. He, he definitely uh, made it his home for a while. He pretty much yelled the entire time we saw him, which uh, was beautiful. So he... Yeah, he's a uh, an author. Is he's he a, a he's professor? A writer, he's a writer, he a professor, professor, and activist. And so, yeah, he's being interviewed by a British journalist. By the way, the only... Probably the only character in this who I didn't feel like was a real person was this British journalist who was yeah. here just to get this viewpoint across. He's, and he's I did, really pissing all over New Orleans, like saying it's a city that doesn't matter. Is that really an opinion that people have? But I didn't get either. Like, why was he British? Like, he's just from the British news media. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I felt like it was a British like interview, but... But he could also have been like trying to provoke kind of like a crazy reaction, right? To have True. a better story. He may totally. not believe that the food is provincial and uh, what did he say? Typically American, Typically too American. fat. And of course, New Orleans is an important, not important enough city, but a beautiful and well, like American city for them to rebuild it. Like it's. It's a it's a central American. It is city. like, like you what, couldn't what just lose New Prey York. is saying is right. Lose. What the journalist is saying is like not, and it's yeah coming yes. from an outsider. But what Cray is trying to the message he's trying to get out is that the government is responsible for for what happened. Yeah, like, that they knew that that was coming and they did nothing. And that it had been, did he say it's 30, 40 years in the making? Like, since the last flood where the exact same thing happened? Yes. Yeah, and they said, they, and he said that, like, yes, we will do something about it before the next thing happens, and they just never did. Over, like, yeah, decades. Man-made catastrophe, decades in the making, federal fuck-up. But he's saying that because there was, um, you know, just with 9-11, same with 9-11, that there was a conspiracy theory going on that like mm. the government blew the levees and like drowned people on purpose That's much nice. like 9-11 makes no sense no. as a conspiracy theory <laughs> yeah which is what he says as well he's like no that's not logical however no. it's still their fault because they knew we weren't safe and they didn't try to save us yeah. and like the response to like when it happened was just abysmal right oh, like such a dog and pony show it was so insane. Anyways, his daughter Sophia is great in that scene as well. She's yes. like partially stressed out and partially like happy because like when the British reporter goes off, she he like throws the microphone in the water and yeah. like tries to grab the camera and throw that in the water. Gentleman and he's like screaming and physical. swearing. Like, don't do it, please don't do it. Oh, so freaking <laughs> hilarious. Calls him a limey motherfucker. That's so great. That's my favorite thing about this show is how much everyone loves their city. Mm-hmm. It's so rare to to have that. I mean, we don't really get that much in Vancouver. We kind of get that in Vancouver sometimes. I don't know. I don't think there there's, is a lot of like Vancouver pride. No. I mean, sometimes around sports teams, but even then, like we always end up in a riot. So it's like it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. It's around. I see it around sports. I see it around the weather. Yeah, on a day like today, beautiful. Everyone is always pretty 
pro pro Vancouver. Yeah, no, I think we're like a side. good community, but there's no kind of like rah rah Vancouver. But yeah. I'm sure like it's not like we'd be like, oh, Vancouver's been destroyed. Let's not rebuild it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure some people would stick around. Yeah, finally reclaim some of those homes. But, but yeah, I think New Orleans is pretty rare in that kind of because I and I think it's because what they've been through over and over and over mm-hmm. again, constantly having to rebuild. Right, like we fortunately, knock on wood, haven't had to deal with that yet. We're waiting on that earthquake. Yeah, and that's another thing we haven't really talked about, but it's just like, this is such a reality that no one can understand unless they've been through it. And it's so, it's so weird. Like, it has such its own Your life culture. is just going, and then one day, yeah. one storm, and everything is gone. Mm-hmm. Everything. Literally everything. Not just everything you own, but, like, the entire infrastructure of your daily life, the place you get coffee, the place you go to work, like, it's just all gone. Mm-hmm. So... Like, no one's getting paid. There's no money. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so baffling to even think about. And this is months later. Like, you think about the majority of people in the world that live paycheck to paycheck. Those insurance payments aren't, co- they're not going to come. Years. Right yeah. you know, if they, they do, a, it's long time. Years. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Calgary flood. Meanwhile, just mold everywhere. Because as soon as the water crazy. touches anything, uh, you have to throw done, it away. It's gone. I know. Because that is garbage water. Like, we had a fire when I was a kid, and I got very lucky. Like, my mom and brother lost basically everything. Ugh. Oh, my God. Nothing in my room was touched, but it was all soaked from the firemen, right? Oh, like, everything no. was just pff, gone. We had to just throw out everything we owned, and it was just crazy. And that's just, like... That was nothing compared to this. Mm-hmm, like, we course. didn't leave the, lose the place that we lived <laughs> or, like, our place of employment or our infrastructure. Like, Yeah, you could you could keep going. Creighton's wife point. is, like, desperately trying to, like, solve all these cases that are still going through the system. Yeah, even though... Oh, Creighton's wife, by the way, we should say is a civil rights lawyer who is... Played by Melissa Leo. Tony. Her name is Tony. She won Tony. A, some kind of award for this show? Yes, she did. Rightfully so. Golden Globe or an Emmy or something. Sorry, I didn't look it up, but I was watching it when it happened, so I know it happened. That's completely fair. <laughs> um, no, she's fantastic. She, and it, actually, everybody was She's fantastic. an amazing actress. I mean, we all know. Like, the fighter. Hello. So oh. good. So good. She ends up teaming up. Well, she's not really teaming up. She helps her friend LaDonna. Who Ladonna's whole storyline, her whole reason for being in New Orleans instead of with her husband, is looking for her, her brother. missing brother. Yeah, which is who's great. been missing since the since the storm. Yes. since Katrina. His name is uh, Damore, David Maurice. And it's weird to think Damo. Sorry, Damo. not Damore. True Damo. Detective touches on this as well, where a bunch of people just go missing during mm-hmm. Katrina. Some are swept away. Some are like in in uh, her brother's case, kind of cover ups or just bureaucratic errors i don't know yeah it's really devastating i read a lot about this last night as well and it it, a lot of young african americans just vanished and the the cops were just like oh well they had a record they probably just took off right and the truth is like no they probably died Mm -hmm. because they were either locked up in a jail that flooded yep or they got you know whatever something happened to them like, those photos of that bridge, they're real, right? And mm-hmm. that is, like, the jail started to flood. So they evacuated all the prisoners. So those are all people that were just in jail, just sitting on that bridge. Like, they have no system, no plan. Like, it's just so so frustratingly crazy. The one clue that uh, LaDonna has that Tony manages to dig up is these photos of 
her brother. The cops deny up and down knowing that, where he is. And that they have him at all. Well, they have him well at all. yeah, they've been researching this, obviously, this entire time, right? Because they haven't heard from him in three months. So, yeah. um, Tony has checked with the cops before, and mm-hmm. there's no record of Damo being in custody. But then one of uh, Damo's friends comes back for the second line parade and mm-hmm. tells LaDonna, like, no, I saw him... I saw him in jail like that day. We were in jail together. Like we, I didn't. I don't know where he ended up, but he was there. Yeah. So Tony takes the photos from the newspaper and goes through them until he finds, until she finds his face, right, and oh. says, "Look, we have proof right here. He was with all these evacuated prisoners. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Like, why would they? Why would that even happen? That they?" But it did happen. That's yeah, like, the thing. Like, how? To does, how? dozens of, of men that they just won't take accountability for. Like, ugh, it's so frustrating. We see it in the in the finale, I feel like. Because a, a lot of it is the various people from New Orleans. Everyone's watching the news report saying, ah, it'll just turn away at the last second, as it always does. And, of course, it doesn't. But you get a lot of people fleeing at the last second because they just don't think it can happen. Yeah, everyone you do see, they're all like, oh, the storm's going to turn, the storm's going to turn. Yeah, because it's happened so many times before. And a lot of people didn't realize until it was too late that that isn't the case. A lot of people couldn't afford to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of people were stuck. That's the problem, right? And that's the thing. Like, if you don't have a car, well, even with where the car, are you like going to go? Antoine had a car, but it's unreliable, so we had to leave it. But yeah. other like other people left, and they were just stuck at gas stations and in traffic because everybody was trying to leave. But they probably, I think, they got out in the end. Obviously, yeah, most of them. Knock on wood. Hopefully, thank God. Oh, where the other thing we should mention is that uh, Antoine does like flirt pretty hard with Ladonna. Like once they're finally alone, <laughs> he tries to like convince her to like hook up with him, and she's like, yeah. "I would know. I can't. We can't do it." Well, she, yeah, uh, it's clear that they still are attracted to each they other. They obviously still have, have like chemistry, chemistry. Yeah, for but, sure. But uh, she's she's she the, put the kibosh person. on that pretty quick. She was like, mm, "No." She's got her life under control now, whereas Antoine. Antoine is all over the place. Spiraling maybe even more out of control. Uh, Albert's Mm -hmm. kids are Davina and Del. So Davina calls Del because um, Albert has, he he goes home, he sees his house is completely destroyed. There's nothing there that he can save. Then he goes to this bar, which I assumed was their bar, but we later find out isn't. It's just a bar. It's just where they have practice for Mm -hmm. their chief thing. (laughs) So he starts clearing it out, and she's like, okay, this is crazy. I have to work in the morning. Like, I, I'm not going to leave you here doing this. So she calls her brother, who's, surprise, surprise, a musician as well, off playing a gig in New York, and says, like, I need you to get down here as soon as you can. Like, I have to go, and this he's losing his shit. And uh, he agrees to come when he can, and which is, like, in a couple of days, basically. He mm-hmm. seems to prefer... He doesn't seem as attached to New Orleans. No. I'm assuming that's... This may be a donut thing. Well, I, I think like neither of the kids arc. are. Yeah, no, compared to their father especially. He's committed to rebuilding there. They seem to want to be just to move on. But by the finale, he's obviously super committed to the cause of getting these outfits done. And his daughter is back there as well, right? So I'm I'm wondering if that's a series arc for him. It's clearly an arc for the season to get the both his kids back on like involved in the season. We do know how like how loyal they feel to their father. Not loyal but He's an intimidating character. Yes. They do obey his every wish. 
I would take it's... I would take a command from that guy because yeah. he's he just won't back down or apologize for anything. And it's I would assume impressive. a lot of love is born out of that as well. Out of his weird silences, and yeah, they, yeah, there must be where he's just staring at you it's until very, you agree to do it. He is right. really intimidating. Very uh, different from Lester, I thought, oh. like in personality. <laughs> I like that. You have the same face as Lester, but you don't act like Lester. Like when they decided to go intense. over his head, and then like, who's gonna tell him? So, yeah, yeah they didn't, didn't know. Yeah, that was I feel, funny. I feel like he lives to be his big chief character. Yeah, he's well, much he's more obviously it's the most important thing in his life yeah. because he's willing to risk everything, absolutely everything, and sleep on a dirt floor. Well, he's <laughs> lost a lot of it. But. Yeah. Craziness. Oh, yeah. I love the scene where Davis has a dream that the mafia should run New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to make that the theme of his radio show, but that gets him in trouble because he's supposed to be like doing a pledge sh- drive. Shilling for the pledge drive by playing the CDs that they're selling. <laughs> and also just playing the standard New Orleans. Yeah. Line. Davis is. Davis, Davis really is like a funny. classic. How do you even describe his character? He's he always can't. railing against like these perceived injustices. He's, Holy shit! He the, thinks that he's, he's the music a, scene where he turned up his throwback. Well, his yeah, music? like also he breaks into a Tower Records, which is closing down <gasps> because he is selling his own CDs on consignment there, yep. and they won't let him have them back. And he like flips out on them and like explains how consignment works. And then when that doesn't work, he eventually breaks back in and steals them, plus a few other things that he thinks he's out of box set. I I am completely on his side as far as getting his CDs back, and I don't mind that he steals. No, it didn't bother me at at all. But then he goes immediately to Jeanette's restaurant and like just pops like a three hundred dollar bottle of wine, three hundred and fifty dollars, which he tries to pay for for with the CDs that he stole, which was um uh, Bartholomew something. Oh my god, Dave Bartholomew. Out of print though, so it's probably worth as much as that bottle of wine. Probably was hilarious, and that's why he was my favorite character. I tried to find out like what happened between him and the neighbors. I didn't really get a definitive answer, but there is an episode late in the season one where he turns the speakers back around. Ah. So I think that's him, like, letting them go, or, like, (laughs) I don't know. We'll all find out when we watch it, I guess. What happened in this scene was that he came home, and there was these older people outside in the garden gardening. Yeah, I think there were a couple, those Yeah, there was, was, well, there was a man and a woman, and then another man. Mm -hmm. Oh, was there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But then when we see them leaving in the flashback, it's just the two men. I, I didn't... Oh, I didn't realize yes. we saw them in the flashback. Yeah. Because yes. he, uh, he makes fun of them for running away. Right. And, and then eventually two runs away. later, Davis, yeah. is, he realizes, ah, it's not going to turn. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Tell about the story. It's really uh, funny. He, yeah, and he, it's he, the best <laughs> song, too. I love that he was playing that song. Turns around... Uh, turns his speakers on, not overly loud. They don't approve. What song is it, Hannah? It's uh, Mystical. Shake Your Ass. There you go. Watch Yourself. Mm. Show me what you're working with. Another great track on the uh, soundtrack. Which makes me think of About a Boy every single time I hear it. And uh, when they look at him angrily, he uh, proceeds to turn the speakers around yeah. and face them. Uh, then they play their classical music to provoke him back. Uh, I think it was more to drown it yeah, out. I think so. Than to provoke him back. Because there's uh, no way you can hear that at all. Uh, to which he uh, responds by turning it up even louder and going to work. Oh my god! I, right. Yeah, that he just walks out with it on. And that he is walks hilarious. By like you jackass. Oh. I, but it made me jealous. I'm like, I want a sweet apartment with where I like can open all the windows, play music, smoke weed, just be like, fuck everybody. Like no fear. 
I guess that's being a white man in America. Eh? It's just like I, I guess you know he's like he doesn't care. He doesn't I think there's like any every, kind of responsibility or like. I feel like everyone there lives this life. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. like a party all the time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, you're right. It's just the attitude, which I love. <laughs> I like the party all the time attitude. I love his radio station where he works. That apparently is just full of like eccentric music experts. Oh, that place is so great. I loved it. Uh, let's talk about the scene when Tony is, uh, she's meeting with LaDonna, but first she runs into those two cops, and the one in the cop is, like, super mean. Oh, yeah. She runs into one sort of friendly cop and one jerk cop. Because... The nice cop's name is Rich. Thank well, you. I don't know. We never learned the other guy's name, but he, I, I guess. I don't think I even knew that guy's name. She sued him. She sued the for... other cop for uh, brutality. Yes. So yeah. obviously he's not a good dude. And I think he's the cop in the he finale. Is. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't a hundred percent. When the Indian tribe gets threatened by the police at the end. Yeah. And one of the... He's the lead like dickhead cop. Yeah. That's what this... he, he punched blah, 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 or smack. He says he smacked someone, right? That yeah. they are friends with. Who's probably dick. another cop. Probably. Yeah. But who knows? That's a, an interesting donut question for the middle. But yeah, I like to see that he was coming back there. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> when LaDonna finally does talk to her, she says, she tells him the story, like, you know, they saw him at OPP and blah, blah, blah. And, and she says, I think he's dead. Like, I, yeah. I feel like he's dead because if he was in custody, he would have He would have tried to make contact. Yeah. yeah. There's He'd no, escaped, he you know. would have made contact. And that's a thing, right? Is, is is if someone's missing, they either have died, they're in a coma, or they're being physically restrained from making a phone call, which is like only a thing that happens on soap operas. <laughs> or to like women and children. Yeah. But not to like big black dudes. If you're capable of making a phone call, there's always options available. Yeah. So even if you're in jail, within three months, someone's going to let you call someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I was reading uh, last night about one young man who was arrested that day and it took him seven months to get him out of jail. What the hell? Wow. Yeah. And he had done nothing wrong at all. And he spent seven months in jail before someone got him out. Because there was so much other shit going on. Yeah, it was just so confusing. There was so much confusion and, like, paperwork lost and just, you know, like, just think about how many people in the States are in jail. Like, it's just a massive system of, like... You know, anyway. Uh, the States. Seven, the States. Them seven months to get him out. You have too many prisons, U.S. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Um, did that guy call for help? Did, maybe he didn't have, you know, people, some people don't have anyone to call. I'm assuming that he died en route, like, in during transport. Um, Demo? You, yeah. Talking about Demo? See, there, there's so many questions about that one. And... And up. I'm assuming there is a donut question about it. There well, is a, a question about that, uh, so maybe we should wait to the end to talk more about it. But sure. we don't know how he died. Yeah, we, like is in that season all we see? one? That's not all we see. But um, here's what I will tell you: the like they do talk about trying to convince Ladonna to do a independent autopsy in the finale. Mm-hmm. So the autopsy they are given, which was done by the state, says that he died from falling off the top bunk. Oh my god! So they're claiming—I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like nobody well, 
nobody does that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's a real cover. Like up if thing. you could die that that's way, a terrible reason. People would kill themselves like that on purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like anyway. So that's why well, I you will could tell break you. Your neck, I will tell you that according to that. the official report and the answer that Ladonna is willing to live with in the finale because she doesn't want another autopsy done, even though she assumes that he was killed by the police. Mm-hmm. Is that he fell off the top punk and died. Jesus. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Right and we now. don't even know at what point he died. If it was immediately? Uh, no, or... we have no information I mean, about that. I don't know if season two, like, I- I'm I assuming feel, they uh... push further into it and that Tony doesn't let it drop. And I can feel like I, he's I... been dead the whole time. Like, well, I don't think we see him alive. Mm, only in flashback. Only, yeah, only. Oh, he's been dead uh, since Katrina. Since or... that day, yes. I feel yeah. I feel like we're not supposed to know too much. We're supposed to be left unsatisfied. Yeah, just like I wasn't is. even sure uh, we should say that his funeral is in the finale. Yes, yeah. this is how we know he's dead. Um, but yeah, I didn't even know whose funeral it was at first until right. His Antoine, name was on the on the gravestone, and she did. She was there. I for some reason when she was at the graveyard, I thought she was like buying her own spot. No, she was buying. She was buying her, her brothers. Brother. Yes. Oh, see, like, I was trying to find out what was she paying for. I couldn't figure that out. And I looked, I was trying to figure it out. Like, is she signing some agreement that she's not going to investigate this? Like, Mm -hmm. I, or were they paying her off? Like, I had no idea what was happening in that scene. It's just her paying the undertaker. Oh, thank you both. Because that confused the shit out of me. Oh my gosh, we are so all over the place. Okay, uh, we don't need to talk about um, Antoine in another cab. Kermit! We should talk about Kermit. Kermit. A real musician. Yep. Yeah. He was amazing. He was fantastic. Oh, there's so many good musicians in this. Yeah. It Antoine goes to his house. Every and single he's musical in, member. Again, is to another die scene for. where I was like, I wish this was our life. Like, barbecuing in the backyard. Yeah, also, he was constantly smoking weed, mm-hmm. drinking beers, like, playing music. Like, it just seems like it would be awesome. Real relaxed awesome. southern lifestyle. He offers uh, Antoine a gig at Bonds, mm-hmm. and then Antoine immediately asks for money up front because he has to pay the cab driver who is <laughs> sitting out front with his horn, and, uh, which is a trombone, right? He plays the trombone. Yeah, I kept writing trumpet, but it's trombone. It's definitely it a like this. Yeah, I know. Uh, and they Kermit clearly Sorry. Knows. Yes. Antoine. Yes. Just... Okay. Yeah, uh, and and everyone clearly knows Kermit knows that Antoine is regularly out of work and having trouble with money. Like he's yeah. not surprised. It takes him two His seconds to issues realize he's with there. money is obviously a recurring theme on the show for sure, well, as we see in the finale. But we do see in the flashback that you know he had a nice house and lots of stuff in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was doing okay. He lost a lot. Maybe he has problems with gambling. Gambling, maybe. yeah, certainly not helping. But he definitely no. has problems with. Blood and losing everything he owned. That is actually, yeah. <laughs> everything in that beautiful house that he was trying to take with him and that wouldn't fit in the car, right? Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he agrees to the gig and he's very happy. And then we see Elvis Costello. Yeah, what a crazy. surprise cameo. Hilarious. That they didn't even, like, Kermit's like, had no idea who he was. A boy named Elvis. You don't know Elvis Costello? Allison, pump it up. Every day I write the book. Come on, are you kidding, right, Kermit? Jeez, brother, go talk to him. Well, what? Music. Make a friend. Make a contact. Kermit Ruffins opens for Elvis Costello on his American tour. Who knows? Go. You know this boy, Elvis? Mm-hmm. Goddamn, Kermit, go talk. 
You deserve... Don't you want to get famous? You deserve to be famous. America needs it some Kermit. You're... You just stand there telling me that all you want to do is get high, play, play some trumpet, and barbecue in New Orleans your whole damn life? That'll work. <laughs> no idea which was amazing yeah. I thought that was amazing like it just shows how insulated that world is mm-hmm. of those musicians and like he's not playing to get famous like Davis is like go talk to Elvis Costello like he mm-hmm. came here to Just, watch you yeah and he could make you huge he's like eh, well you know as long as yeah. I got barbecue and weed like I'm cool He's happy. He's with saying it. that you're telling me you want to play some instrument, get high, and barbecue on the streets of New Orleans every day for the rest of your life. That'll do. Yeah. Response and yes, and it, it will. It, that would be amazing. But oh, I also get Davis's point: is that like everyone should get to hear how good you are. Yeah, I feel like not Davis, just like the same hundred people every weekend that you get to play for down here. I feel like Davis and and Cray are both the biggest promoters of New Orleans. Yeah, like the ones who are like everyone should be paying attention to New Orleans and listening to her music. And, and did that we say whole... that Antoine was backing him up, Kermit? Yeah. Yes. Well, that was the gig, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and was the gig. Uh, though whole time like that whole scene with Davis and Elvis Costello was pretty hilarious yeah. oh god it's cringeworthy Davis is yeah. in the audience trying to sidle up to Elvis Costello yeah. and it's just so, so many times sad. he got like literally like up in his face and yeah. then changed his mind and like walked away he's shouting drink like, orders over his head does yes! Elvis Costello say anything putting glasses time? on his table like hey can I put my glasses on your table oh, yeah he does yeah, yeah. Okay. that's the worst introduction I've ever seen oh my god can it I was put my so, drink with you it was like my <laughs> face was like wanting to crawl off my body I was like I had to pause it oh but it was he did it so well yeah. like it was so convincing and you so know those dudes that are like okay I gotta work up I gotta say something to Elvis you know that's like it was so funny yeah that was really funny yeah he ends up telling him right that he used to be in a band with Kermit and uh which is even worse like I used to play with that guy but I guess I wasn't good enough to hold the course I'm a DJ now oh I wrote Creeper that was so funny it was so creepy I loved it I loved it I loved it apparently named and designed Davis after a member of the production crew I never knew Davis was a first name. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Davis. Davis Werner. Davis. Davis Davies. Oh. Perfect. Think about it. Put it on the list. Double D. <laughs> the list of things to name my cats. Davis yeah, exactly. Davis Davies. 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 <laughs> Miles Davis Davies. Uh, yes. So that scene, that scene peters out. Elvis Costello leaves without... Uh, he gives like a, a glance over at Kermit. He looks, yeah. He gives him a like, hey, can like, should we? Please, know should we talk? Nothing? Do you want to talk to me? Because and... yeah, you know, Elvis Costello is like super cool, and he's not going to walk off and be like, I'm Elvis Costello. You should pay attention to me because that's like so douchey. Mm-hmm. He's waiting to get the nod to be like, yo, like, want to smoke this joint with me? <laughs> okay, let's do it. No, nope, not. nothing. He gets put in the car and taken away. And then we should talk about Jock. I kind of like Jock, even though he got like no lines. He was uh, the sous chef yeah. in Jeanette's kitchen. He was great. I did not catch his name. Oh, it was Jacques. Jacques. And, uh, yeah, she tells him to kick Davis out because he is being a brat. Being a brat, opening wine, trying to pay for it with CDs. Yeah. Tony insists on seeing the sheriff. Now that she has proof that he, uh, Damo was in those photos, mm-hmm. she is not taking no for an answer. And they're, like, basically... They basically just ice her out of the yeah. sheriff's office. Yeah. They say he'll be, he's in meetings, he'll deal with you later. 
have a seat. She insists on waiting all day, and then she comes home at night. And I'm assuming, it. Yeah, yeah, she loses her shit, which yeah. is a really funny scene. And her husband is like loving it. Yeah, well, she spent the whole first half of the episode telling John Goodman to yeah, stop, to calm, to calm down. down, so he doesn't stroke out. And uh, then she has her own little fit, and we see that they are exactly the same type of person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dell finally shows up, and his dad tells him to go pay the water bill. And he's like, we don't even own this bar. Like, have you lost your mind? Dad just stares at him. Yeah. And just he just gives him the guy. Goes and does it. And then um, Antoine stiffs another cabbie and joins a funeral march, and that's the end of the... The pilot. Do we know whose funeral? Not even. No. Yeah. Well, we do know because he talks about the guy with the lazy eye, and he's like, "Oh, that was the guy who." It's no one we know, but it's someone that everyone there knows. Yeah. And that's what I. I'm like again. Like, I love this idea. Like, I want a loud ass parade when I die. Mm -hmm. I want it. Like, we should all get that. Who going home? Who dad going home? Bojack from over Algiers. No man. Who dad from Gertown? The one that played sax with Huey Smith. (laughs) No. The one who stole calls for the motherfuckers down to save Bernard Paris. <laughs> you know, man, Miss Hattie nephew. Huh? The big head motherfucker with the lazy eye. <laughs> that dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought he'd been dead. No, bro, he went to Houston after the storm. Uh huh. He fucked around, got himself shot to death in one of them telephone road bars, man. So now you're on the stage. Yeah, I heard that. It's 40 to the graveyard, right? And 40 to cakewalk back, right? That's it, cuz. All right. Antoine Baptiste. Benny Jones. Closer walk to start. All right. Can you feel comfortable with that? I'll flat that B, Bunchy. Play for that money, boys. Got it. Play for it.
it's so much more interesting. It's, it's the most so interesting cool. funeral I've ever seen. It's and so they're freaking cool. well in the finale, they the, another funeral, and they're dancing. Yeah, every single one of them. And people come out of the houses, and that's the thing. Like they have that same line in the in the finale, like who died. Mm-hmm. Like you pay, you find out. Like here, it's like there's probably dozens of funerals going on in the city every single day, and none of us know about it. Yeah. Like, none of those people's lives are we, do we get to pay respect to? And it's just like, if it's so in your face, it's, I don't know, I just like it. I, I like the idea cool. of a funeral you're invited to partake in. Yeah. Like, that, like, express yourself. You in. Not when we're like, because when a hearse goes by here, you just kind of get quiet, moment of silence, then resume. You're like, they don't want us involved in this. But, yeah, no, uh, just try to get out of the way. Oh. Like another, just another thing about the show in general is like it doesn't show us the side of New Orleans that we know from other things, I feel like. Mm-hmm. This is a very close look at an actual neighborhood of New Orleans. And I feel like a lot of the time it's romanticized. Not romanticized, but right, like it's, you get it's the right whole lot down of, there in the French Quarter. And yeah. It's, it's mostly just the... And you never, you never get, like, this kind of show. I like seeing the setup. Yeah, it's so good. I like seeing people getting ready to be New Orleans. It feels so real. Yeah, it was really good. Okay, let's talk about the finale, episode 10. Okay. June of 2000. Titled? 2010. I'll Fly Away. I'll Fly Away. Tony's concerns about Creighton turn to anger. Albert and the Indians suit up for St. Joseph's Night. Antoine gambles away a big payday. Davis tries to convince Jeanette to stay put. Annie weighs her future options. A funeral procession offers its mourners a chance to reflect on the events of the last year in New Orleans. Pretty good. Mentions Annie. One line for everybody. Yeah, so we have a few new characters in the finale that weren't in uh, the pilot. Annie and Sonny being two of them. And Sonny being played by, what's his face, who's... Yes, whose name we don't actually know, no. but who was on Nashville, Game of Thrones. Dario Naharis. And our favorite Orphan Black, which we are going to start watching. We also forgot his name there. Today. Oh, is he? Cal. Cal? Cal. Yes, her husband. Sexy cow. Her, the father of the baby. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the father of the baby. Uh, he is on, it's another one that he's like, he's on freaking everything. Everything. And, and he's, he's amazing, on the show the whole time. But he's not great in this. I mean, not that he's not great, but well, his character is, Sunny is like, Obviously whatever. the least likable. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're in episode two. They're definitely in episode three. Mm-hmm. And they've, as we know from the flashback at the very end of this episode, obviously we're in, like they don't arrive in New Orleans post- Katrina, no, right? They were they were there before they the were there. Yeah. So during the first episode, they're still there. Mm-hmm. We just didn't see them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she plays an up and coming songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful voice. Doesn't really think of herself as a songwriter. Well, yeah, she said she doesn't write her own songs. She sings other people's songs, and she'd be too embarrassed to sing something she wrote. But everyone wants her to get into it. But obviously, yeah, she's this huge ingenue that we're supposed to believe is super talented, and she's, like, attached herself to this, like, loser, douchebag, drug addict. Yep, who basically lets his drug addiction ruin their relationship. Yeah. can't handle that she's so much better, and it's... Ugh, she, he doesn't want her playing with any other musicians, which is like really controlling. Crazy. He's afraid of losing her, and but we're not. I'm not sure. Like, we don't know what the status of their relationship is like, going into this episode because I feel like we never. She yeah. wasn't. She wasn't staying there. They are think. not together. Yeah. So she is staying with a friend who has to kick her out temporarily. Mm-hmm. 
And the friend says, you don't have to go back to Sunny. Yeah. But, of course, she does. She walks in on him, and there's a naked girl in his bed, in their bed, Yeah. she says later. And she turns around and, and walks out. He chases her, but then when he catches up to her, he just stops and lets her walk away. Like, yeah. that was crazy, right? It's obvious no, that she's not turning around. Yeah, I think that she, I really liked that scene. Yeah. That I, he just stopped. But he, like, went all the way up to her and then said nothing. Not like, I'm sorry, like let's talk he just let her walk away yeah, i thought it was i thought it was really great because i find that but in those situations there's no real point talking to the other person because what well, emotions mm-hmm. you won't really i don't think it's clear that she's not point. receptive to yeah. anything he says and she's not yeah so i and think time is the best thing meet later mm-hmm. for coffee well first he goes like on a crazy ass he insanity binge right well, like he tries writing something at home yeah and it's not great. He no. fucking breaks his keyboard. his keyboard. Like, that was a stupid move. He snorts cocaine off, like, the dirtiest sink I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, that was disgusting. And uh, then he, like, tries to get her back to go for coffee, and she's basically like, I need some time and some space. Like, yeah, back which, off. So, maybe. And that was kind of their whole storyline, I feel like right? they, they, they broke up in that scene. She said she wasn't going to, but then he asks her, but now? And I feel like right. that was well, a yes. That was kind of a poignant, because he's talking about her leaving him behind, because she's obviously more talented than yep. he is. And she is saying, like, I wasn't going to until mm-hmm. I walked in and saw that. But now, yep. maybe. Kind of. I think that was, like, a cliffhanger for them. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that their relationship continues into season two. I'd be interested to see where it goes. I, I want him to have a better ending than he does, but I could, it would well, make sense for him just to spiral out from here. Yeah. I, I, all by, all I know is that he's in it the whole time. Right. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Okay. So he can't spiral out that no, badly. I thought he was going to die in that scene in the finale. Mm. When he snorted, I thought he was going to overdose and die. If he had OD'd, none of us would have been surprised. No. Yeah totally would have made sense he and none of us like him no <laughs> i didn't well yeah, I, I like I, that well we don't have a chance i don't think even to like exactly. him exactly but that's that's a great setup because that could be a character we come we, to love we could already love him though if we had watched the whole show we don't know but i don't think we would maybe even he, in that he flashback, seemed very I'm pathetic not a big fan of his. well they I were don't really get happy that in the flashback and i know that's true like they, they were like yeah it was, but she breaks up with him again i don't have a donut question really about this twice in the donut ah. once because he smacks her in the face Ooh, that's a but then she goes back to him after that and then she leaves him again I can't remember the second time but I remember thinking like the reason was way less severe <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like okay so yeah I don't think he's I don't know I don't know if we see any redeeming moments from him but maybe we do I mean like obviously he's super hot guy so hopefully hopefully yeah. he has some kind of appeal but I like he's got that. from this like we find out not he's a bad boyfriend he's a bad human and he's a bad musician so it's like you know it's kind of like if he's like the the best musician yeah it would make sense to be attracted to that even though even if he's a shit person there's talent there or if he's like really good to her but he's not good he thinks he's a good musician but he's not like still there's a reason to be in a relationship together i don't know we'll have to find out when we watch it i guess maybe we've known each other the the hitting i did not know know. about and that's very i mean as far as characters go people go back to that all the time no for sure and sometimes people change Mm -hmm. and it flips around but that's pretty rare that is pretty rare i feel like that character has not nowhere to go but up from this point Uh, oh like 
He either goes up I, or he I goes all see the way down. I want to see what happens to him. Wait, wait, yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Creighton. Creighton. We Creighton. open with this episode finding out that he's missing. Yeah, it's like, uh, where is Creighton? Terrifying. Where is beautiful John Goodman? She spent... So in the pilot, uh, Tony is looking for someone else's missing family member. Now she's looking for her own in the finale. It's... Uh, Pretty brutal. And I feel like times a... are getting more desperate. She's she gets more nervous and nervous, I feel like, as time goes on. It's been about two days yeah, since and, he went missing. Yeah. Yeah. And they tell her that he was possibly spotted on a ferry to Algiers and the captain thinks he might have jumped. Was he not talking to a guy having a smoke with somebody? A and big then man was spotted having a smoke. And then somebody turned around and he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. The guy he's having a cigarette with turned around and it looked like he'd just gone over the side. Nobody saw him go into the water, but nobody saw him get off the boat. His truck hasn't been found and she yet. His truck was not on the boat to yeah. convince them that he probably just took the ferry back the yeah. same way. But I don't think she believes that. That it was even him. I don't think she thinks it was him. I don't know. I think she doesn't want to believe it. Clinging yeah. to straws at that point. Yeah. Not like Hannah says. You haven't heard from someone for two days? One. It's one of three things. And we learn... Well, I think that's... there's a lot of setup. Oh, yeah. Well, we might as well talk about, like, do this by storyline, right? Yeah, I it's think that's fine. The it's what we've been... Because we do find out that um, he's been struggling to finish his book. Yep. And his, like, he's not really accomplishing anything in his cause. His rants, uh, I found out, get increasingly stressful and intense. Uh. He finds out through Sophia what YouTube is. I guess YouTube is like brand new oh, back no. in 05. Oh, God. And starts putting out all these videos. And, um, yeah, he just spirals, really, through this whole entire season. Makes sense. He's uh, based on a New Orleans blogger, so kind of cool that they get him out that way. Yeah, and yeah. makes much more sense for uh, <clears throat> for TV to put him as like a video blogger than a normal blogger. Yeah. Right, much more interesting. But Well, um, they find his body. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty quick, right? It's, it's not that yeah. much it longer. It floated downstream. His truck was abandoned. And so they find him. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they find his truck. So they tell her, and she has to tell Sophia, which is a rough scene. And that cop was talking about, like, oh, we're lucky he came up so soon. And, like, whatever was that was. It was, that like, was harsh. I'm like... Again, I went back. I'm like, are they actually telling her that her husband is dead right now in this? Yeah. After all this tragedy, like, the number of, like, times they've had to tell people, like, you think you would have a little bit more experience by now of, like... Maybe they're numb to it. Being tactful? Anyway, awful. Yeah. And when they do eventually find his truck, the cop lets her go in and basically tells her to, like, take evidence. Yep. So that they can hide from their daughter that he killed himself. Like, is it just from I thought, her? I or thought from... that was a very nice move on that cop's part. Uh, but that's not... You can't do that. Why not? There's, See, no, I, there's no crime that's been committed. Right, right, when right, he right, said, right. Like, you better to, make uh... sure you to hide but everything at home. But they are investigating. And how do you know no crime has been committed? Like, how do you know... Like, he obviously has some enemies out there. Does how, he? Well, I mean, he's ranting and raving against the government, against, like, specific politicians but that would how do they know it's on a setup that they just made it look like he fell off the boat but actually they took him away and killed him somewhere i did have that thought as well and maybe that'll be a plot line later on though yeah, no for sure we see him jump back, off the boat 
Yeah? You yeah. Think? No, oh. I know. Oh, you know we see him. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. I know, because I was hoping so, so bad sad. that it wasn't real, but... But, I mean, the note is... We see him jump off the boat, yeah. The cop finds the note in his wallet in the glove box of his car. All it says, I love you, Cray. You think the cops saw... I guess you're right. The cop... They, I, the he cops points out, though... It. I think he searched it first, looking for any evidence of Miss... And then when she gets there, he's like, okay, why don't you just take the note maybe there's a he, note he even I don't points know. out the glove department yeah he clo- yeah exactly he, he like, says yeah, great where to go yeah which makes me think that he just wants it so the glove department be... is unlocked or something like that like, because oh. the the article we see later is he fell off a boat not he killed himself yeah he drowned right for fell the daughter I do get it I don't know if it's just for the daughter it like this whole scene sort of felt like a cover up of something for a bigger picture not just for the daughter but i was confused about it well he specifically says that it's for sophia so that she won't have to know that her dad committed suicide which is when he said to her to like go around the house and get rid of everything it felt like a threat go around the house and get rid of everything yeah he said like he he told her to go into the car and get rid of the evidence in there and it's like he might want to go around the house in case he'd written a different suicide note at home, say, oh, or there's any okay. evidence. Like but a, it's, like, I don't know why I felt like there was like, a, it was uh, a crime or something. insurance purposes, because you don't get the insurance payout if you commit Maybe. suicide. Maybe. It's a very good point. I didn't find anything fishy going on. Like, honestly, he's just straight up commits suicide because so. he's suffering from really no, intense depression. He's under a lot of pressure to finish his book, and he can't write, and he thinks no one cares about New Orleans, and he cares too much, but... It is hard to think, like, with a wife and child that you're that close with, that you just get up one day and decide to just walk off a ferry. But, That's why it's so much better that she thinks it was an accident. Yeah. It's... Because you can, under- you can understand an accident. Smart enough to know, like, that if her dad she was, was She was not spiraling, that No, exactly. I think... I Maybe. think it's a tough call. Maybe. I would, I would be willing to buy it myself. That's... It'd be easier to live with, just so you can. Well, like a well, lot of this I episode was questioning, is about well, what no, you I can live really. with. Yeah. Like uh, Ladonna doesn't want to keep looking into it, into her brother's death because she's not going to get the answer she wants. Right. And it might be, you know, sooner or later, her brother's dead. That's it. Yeah. You know, she can't change it. She just has to accept it, move on. Uh, yeah, it's what you can live with, right? Mm. Yeah. No, that's a that's a really good point. Ugh. Ugh. Next, next, next plot. Next All right, plot. let's talk about Davis. He's always a little bit more on the lighter side. He's hanging out with his mom. There was. Well, should we finish that one first? Sure, go ahead. Well, well, later on when she's talking to, I don't, I don't know. I never caught her name. The the lady, right? That was helping her. Helping yeah, her. I don't know her, her aid. Right, Tony has an aid. She passes Tony off her cases to another lawyer mm-hmm. who's helping her. Hi, and well, they talk. Was it her she was talking to? Oh, about, but they, about denying Cray's, the funeral. Cray has special yeah. requests for his funeral. He wants a second line at his funeral. Yeah, and he's picked out the particular band and the exact playlist that he wants. And she is cremating him and denying him his funeral because he quit. Yeah. Yeah. She can't dance for him because he gave up. That was actually my up. favorite scene yeah. of oh. both of these episodes. It was a, an so amazing brutal. scene. Such the an intense was... performance. And I feel like when she is later dancing at Damo's funeral, that she's maybe regretting that decision? No, I think... Or do you think she thinks that... Or she's dancing for him then, as well as Damo. I don't know what Tony... Like, I don't what's know what going through her about. head, you know? Like, I, there's so much on her face. And I, I was, was really like, glad she was there, and I felt like she got relief from yeah well that's what i was sort of feeling is like she's 
I don't, yeah. I don't know if it I mean, was for him or if it was like we don't see saying, I, she, that she was glad she denied it to him. I don't know. Yeah, we don't see Cray's funeral in this though. No, no, he, he doesn't there, get one. There is well, I mean, he, well, he's even just the cremation, small, fam- small family, family thing. thing. Is there the possibility it could come back in season two? Like, no, she, I don't it, think so. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it's, it's, the time it's happened. Enough, but yeah, that's kind of kind of a good choice. Kind of disappointing. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's like hard. it's slightly cold hearted, and it's also totally valid. Like, totally yeah, valid. to be so angry at him. Like, well, she's fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and I think the the suicide as a whole is also just a comment on the situation of like how desperate the times got but she's sticking around everybody's hanging in there yeah like everything it's bad time. for everybody but like he doesn't have a right to just give up on that because but well, she's going through the same thing yeah is what what she's saying I it's think. so hard yeah. to understand i think it when is that happens to extreme you because you just want to be like what what why but there is no why it's like well i had a chemical imbalance in my brain that every morning made it torture to wake up and I just right. was done. I was done with it. Oh. And that's just, it's hard. It's, um, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine like your spouse, especially when you have children. Yes. Taking their own life like that. It, it's just, it's so hard to even think about. Also sucks that he's gone from the show. It does. <laughs> Cause he's so he great. So good in it. He probably had something else he had to go yeah. do. On the opposite. I, I, when I, when I was watching the pilot, I actually expect, I didn't expect him. I kind of, I knew he was on the show, honestly. I thought he was there the whole time, yeah. I was surprised that he was gone in the finale. And, no, I thought he would... I thought he would die of a heart attack, actually. (laughs) They do hint at that a lot. Well, I think he talks now, too, that admittedly, like, he was using pretty heavily back then. Drugs and alcohol. Just even just because he was yelling so much, he was a mess. And everybody yeah. was telling him to calm down. I'm like, oh, he's he's gonna die of a heart attack like in the next couple of episodes. I've been worried about him dying of a heart attack in since life? like mid Roseanne. Like, yep, he sweats like crazy, and yeah. I just like he's on a huge arc on the on the West Wing, and again, that's like he was so huge. And I'm just like, he's a big no. Big man. He's lost a lot of weight recently yep. now that he's gotten mm. sober. Good work. Good yeah. Work, Joe okay. Good Let's work, talk Joe about Perry. Davis. Yes. Oh, oh the exact opposite. Yeah. Emotional tone. Amazing. He's oh. uh, reading one of his reviews to his mom and his mom's lady friend or partner. Probably Not partner. Lady friend because she mentions dad. Yeah. Maybe right? an employee. At or the, uh, like yeah. They seem to have like an antique They own that shop, shop together. Yeah. So he's <laughs> asking his mom for money uh, so he can record a new album and he like. Shows her he's got like a roll of cash that he made off his last album. Yeah, his EP, his four track EP, yeah. did really well. So which he, is he made a, awesome. pr- a protest song, which we missed in the middle, which mm-hmm. like really people love. Yeah, he was on a political sabbatical, as yes. he calls it, from his DJing. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Which, I have a question about that, so I'm not going to talk right. about that. But. So he's, he has the clout now. He wants to do a full album, and he's trying to get uh, the funds together for that. He yeah. has how much? Like 2500 $2, And she says, I'll get Dad to match it. And he's like, that's not enough. He asks for seven to 8000 Yeah, and she's like, get a job. So he goes back to the radio station and agrees to the terms that he will no longer like disobey the rules, that he'll shill for the CD mm-hmm. and make money. And they let him have his job back, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's trying to persuade Jeanette to stay in New Orleans. She's sick of dealing with her house and is ready to move to New York. And yeah. And be, be a chef there. Uh, it's great. He has the chance to say, I love you, stay with me. But he doesn't, because he doesn't. Well, they that, that scene was way, maybe, but... great, too, though, because she was joking. 
I loved that scene. Yeah, yeah. That I don't think they're at that point again. No. I don't think they're in a romantic relationship. No. Friends with benefits. And there's a scene later where um, Annie, Annie, yeah, goes to him, and there's sort of a little bit of romantic tension between those two. Sort of. Okay. Like, why the Most hell was definitely. he so close to her face that entire conversation? Let's- She's really pretty. So I just wanted to say, in, in for this relationship, like I think he. I think they're more friends than anything mm-hmm. else. Like, he wants Jeanette to stay because he loves New Orleans. Yes. Not because he loves exactly. her. I feel As like... He t- yeah. show, like, he asks for a day and he shows, like... He gives her a It's a, a love day. litter of for New Orleans. Yeah. What they do. They, well, let's talk about it. First, he brings her beignets and a lovely man who serenades oh, her. The song that I have had stuck be, in my okay, head. That would be the most uncomfortable thing to I, ever happen it's yeah when people sing at you it's always weird he's got a great voice yeah he though. does but um, it was absolutely beautiful and that song was beautiful yes oh christ <laughs> what the fuck davis i asked for a day that day began four minutes ago 9 a.m central standard time beignets from dumont beignets don't travel all that well davis John, if you will begin the obsequies and formalities. Dog, you woke the lady up. You came to my house this morning, said it was an emergency. You live around the corner. She's moving to New York. That's not an emergency. He's back at OZ, said he wouldn't play my stuff unless I stepped up on this one. He knows I'm kidding. Dude, come on, it's your moment. If you ever change your mind about leaving leaving me behind oh bring it to me bring your sweet loving bring it on home to me yeah yeah i'll give you jewelry and money too that ain't all I'll do for you. Yes, if you would bring it to me. Bring your sweet loving. Bring it on home to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! Thank you. Dude sounds just like Sam Cook. I fucking sound like John Boutte. But darling, you have a blessed day, and I hope you reconsider. Thank you. That was unbelievably sweet, really. Let me get dressed, and then we can have those on the porch. Nah, it's cool. I got a taxi coming. Well, thank you, Mr. Boutet, really. You owe me. I think, yeah, I always think it's weird when rich people, like, rent John Legend to, like, (laughs) sing by himself with you by yourself. That would would be so weird. I would feel so awkward. Yeah, I agree. It would be really weird. Okay, (laughs) so... This this feels like he just... He says he just woke him up. He lives around the corner. Yeah, it's just a friend. Exactly. That he's, like, gonna... Yeah, that was adorable. That whole scene was adorable. Yes, it was. And then what did they do after that? They went to... Oh, for Poe Boys. They went for Poe Boys, and he drives her through a bunch of nice trees. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. All the trees She's in New like, uh, they have trees in New York, and they have sandwiches in New York. <laughs> then he takes her for a nap. That oh, was oh. great. Well, that was great, because they, they're lying beside the ocean, and she wakes up, and is like just looking at it. There's a beautiful breeze, 
and a bit of shade, but yeah. not entirely. It, it was and then he takes her out dancing into mm-hmm. a live show, which was the funnest which scene was of great. all time. And they were singing along. That was song a full with again drink some poison. A before full you go. five yeah. minute scene. Drink a little poison before you die. Yeah. And it was just. Uh, Oh, but it doesn't convince her. She still goes, right? Do you think she comes back season two? Does she go? I don't know. She booked her flight the night before. Yeah, but she the day could have changed her mind. She could have. I don't. I think we deliberately don't know what no, she's I, doing. I, yet. I don't think she's going. I was so glad he was not at that airport. Yes. Were you guys glad? Because oh, I was yeah. like, this can't go. Silly. This like hacky like, I'm here and I love you. Like that was. I was happy because I really expected him to show up there. And I did not want that to happen. Yeah, he did a great job. Like it, it was nice to see him do something so successful. Like it's because he's such a goof in the pilot, and he's so much more successful in the finale. Yes, he's definitely gotten um, a little more up the kind of ladder of success. Yeah, I would agree with that. He he's more confident focused. with Jeanette, and he's made a little bit of money off of his music. He's ready to make a an album. Yeah. Taking his job as a DJ seriously. And the pilot is running around stealing and oh, yeah. drinking. And, and just never shutting up. Being naked. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that's true. Uh, Antoine with the sushi, that was funny. Yeah. He would not, he's like, I don't do raw fish. So mm-hmm. they ordered him tempura, which he didn't even know what it was, but he still <laughs> ate it. And he gets an, offered another gig, which is like $1,000 for... Tucson. A couple of days. He has to wear a dress, wear a suit. Mm-hmm. He looked amazing. But yeah, he's playing with a bunch of old greats. Yes. Uh, weird bit. He actually gets the job kind of by gambling. His friend, uh, whoever is giving him the job, holds out both his fists and makes him pick one. And oh, that has the job in it, and I feel right. like he was given two jobs, so could he got the good. Yeah. One. Well, he says there's two jobs in the same weekend that uh, he can't do yes. both. And yeah, I think he did pick the one that made more. Made money. more money. Well, yes, absolutely. Yeah. He did. And, uh, but and I think the other one, I th- what I got from that, it would have had sentimental value to him. And he, f- like, it's, I, th- I think what it was, like, he knows the people, mm. the other job, and okay. he would have liked to do it, but the other one is money. Just like The Wire, there were so many names in this, like, people yeah. referencing other people and, and speaking so quickly and using nicknames, and, and it was just yeah. like, I couldn't follow it all most of the time. To, this no, is a watch either. it a few times to get Yeah, it. exactly. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. So, so yeah, he uh, he jumps in the poker game, even though, again, he has no money. Oh. <laughs> He's gambling against his future he, uh, earnings. He asks well. them to front him money yes. for this. Yeah. Which they do, and he immediately loses every penny that he earns. Yeah, it keeps asking for more. To, to come a beautiful come out. singer lady who was amazing. She was so yes. awesome. So we get a couple great musical sequences. It's basically, he gets the gig. Goes to get set up. There's practice. Then he's gambling with the band. Then they perform. Then he's gambling with the band again. Then he's performing again. And then afterwards, Antoine has to... Pay them. He gets a handful of money, and he goes from person to person paying out what he owns. Yeah. Owes until he's got maybe a couple hundred bucks left in his hand. Maybe yeah. not even. Maybe which not he even. ends up giving to Desiree. Yeah, to... Uh, is that the name? Is that yeah. the name of his current... Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, she doesn't even get a last name. But he gets to keep $50, or was that in the first episode? That was the first episode. Okay, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. never mind, costs. guys. Yeah, I think he gave her everything. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Oh, but he also gives money to LaDonna to help pay for uh, Damo's funeral. Mm-hmm. Good guy. So, yeah, he's being good to all his, his ladies. All his ladies. His he's ladies. Good, supporting them. Not as much as he could Yeah. if he gave up gambling. Kids don't gamble. <laughs> it's not that easy, okay? He's, like, addicted 
Yeah, he has a serious problem. I wonder if that gets worse in season two. Okay, let's talk about Albert. I think we're almost, we've gotten through I kind of, I was a tiny bit annoyed with that. It was very predictable. With Albert? No, Antoine, that Being gambling thing. I'm like, uh, I, as soon as they were playing, I'm like, he's going to buy in and lose it all. Yeah. And that is exactly what happened. But it makes sense. It does, and that's fine. There's only so many ways you can show a, a gambling addiction. Yeah. They also warned him. Like, they told yeah. him, like, don't play against her. And yeah. he still <laughs> did it. So it's like, it's his own friggin' fault. A real dummy as far as that goes. But Ed, uh, you're saying Albert? Yeah, so Albert's whole storyline in this episode is that they're just working. And we've talked about it, really. They're working to finish the costumes for the chief. Mm-hmm. Um, they get him to finally go and take a nap. And while he's sleeping, Dell's like, okay, this is never going to work. Like, they're really... Um, they're, they're trying to get it done for St. Joseph's Day, right? Yeah. Which is, like, that the next that night. Yeah. Because um, Davis says over the radio about, like, I hope we'll see some chiefs out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, this goes out to everyone that's working on their costumes right now. And so they convince um, everyone else, like, okay, we'll use your outfit from last year. Because I guess it's, like, you, you can't you reuse them. you got to do a full them. new outfit. Yeah. It's, like, a small matter of pride. So much work. It is. And... Uh, then we'll just finish this one and everything will be fine. And then when he gets back up, he's like, oh, you're not, you think you're a big chief, blah, blah, blah. He's like, dad, I'm just trying to, Yeah. I'm just trying to get, like, you should just be happy I'm on board here. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he kind of lets it go, right? Which is the first time that he's not the boss. Like, he lets his son make a decision and then doesn't contradict it. But and he even, also, I think, has no choice. He just no, didn't want to be already. the one to make that decision. Even when they're in... Even when he's playing music with his father, they'll get through, like, four bars of a song before his dad starts correcting him. Oh, <laughs> that was so great. That was a really great scene. Yeah. yeah. He starts oh, playing on the... And his favorite quote, don't play that Chinese, Chinese shit. Chinese shit. <laughs> well, that was in the pilot and yeah. in the finale. So anything that Albert doesn't like musically, including juvenile... He refers to as that Chinese shit. And I, like, what, where, why? Where does that come from? It's a quote between musicians. And they were listening to DJ Davis. Yes. At that point. Yes, Yes, he was playing the juvenile record. That's right. Uh, I think it's Dizzy Gillespie. Gillespie. Gillespie, thank you. They mention it directly in the episode. So it's Dizzy and some other jazz musician. He says it to him, and then it, that's he just loves that quote. Okay. So now he's using this quote in every aspect of his life. He doesn't like part of the costumes. It's Chinese shit. Oh my he god, like it. it's amazing. I wish we could start saying that, but it's so racist. Yeah, we definitely can't. <laughs> we definitely can't. I wish it was any other word. If we if we were African Americans in New Orleans who had appropriated Native American culture into a whole new thing, yep. we could do whatever we want, <laughs> whatever, yeah. literally whatever. Because they they do oh, that's what I love. They've got a whole like that's totally original. Uh, uh, they finally get the costumes done and get them out on the street. And then I was confused when they ran into another chief and mm-hmm. there was kind of like a weird standoff. Yeah. And then one of the kids is like, what the hell's going on? And he's like, respect for respect. Yeah. So I, the whole time we were watching both of these episodes, I thought there was a chief, like they were the family that did this. Oh. And then if it didn't happen, oh, then okay. it wasn't going to happen. And then I realized, oh, there's like. There's like there's gangs. lots of groups yes. and stuff, and you want to see like them all come back, hopefully. But anyway, that and really it, confused me when they were sniffing each other, and I was like, "What's going on?" 
And there used to be and actual fights. They have to fights. come back. They can't let yeah. it die. Yeah. And now it's just about the size of your dress. And then and the, how pretty it is. The cops all roll up, and there's this weird standoff that lasts like oh, it was the greatest three scene. seconds. There must have been something in the interview. Oh, there there has, has a been a lot of something. Lot exactly. There's been a lot of stress. Between, I feel like that's been probably since the pilot. Yeah. And again, I can't. I do have a question about that, but. It, that the with the build up the like literally nine episodes of build up it seemed that it resolved way too easily for me like one cop was like okay everyone drive away and they just did i'm assuming it's like a final capstone on a storyline we've been seeing the whole time i think so too yeah um, i agree but i'm just saying like yeah. with that we've put so much into it that it was literally resolved with like one like but hey he blah blah nope just go okay i yeah. i don't think it's Oh, I, I was okay with it, and it felt... It made me want to know more. I felt like there was a lot that I didn't understand because I it. felt it, like it but, was maybe uh, something that was still in progress, and it felt yeah. like them being there right now is would only be hurting the cops. Right. Well, and that, something... It felt like that. They seem somewhat. to have a relationship with that one police officer yeah. who says, ever, you know, get all the cops get back in the cars. Because there's, there's like, no I reason for them to pull up I definitely don't think place. it's the no. end. Right? So it's got to be a feud. Ugh. Ugh, getting in a feud with American cops. Can you even imagine? Well, it, it, yeah. Were the cops called in well, by the other group? When, when no. Albert was arrested, they beat him really badly. Ah. Ooh. So, that's one thing that happened in the Cops donut. are no good guys in this one. No. Except for that one, the sheriff who's living on his boat. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of helpful. <laughs> Uh, and the cop that let her take the suicide note. There we go. Interestingly Two enough, David this is coming from friggin' David Simon. Half the wire is cops, and they're all good guys. Oh, there's some of them are good guys. Yeah, some of them. Some of them are, are buffoons. But I feel like the cops in there some have of them not are been like Jay. Yeah, exactly. Like, like our friend Jay. <laughs> all right, have we missed anything? I think. Um. I feel like we cut. I mean, I mean it's we tough. gotta talk about the flashback. We haven't really talked about the demo stuff, but let's see if is there anything else that we missed that we want to talk about. I feel like we covered the main storylines. Uh, it's I'm glad that we're covering them piecemeal like this because there's so much cutting between them, guys. It, it's just one big interwoven that. tapestry. Uh, the flashbacks in this episode. Yeah, you guys just jump into those. It's really intense. So, well, we should talk about they're at Demos' funeral. Oh yeah. Um, and was, yeah, the last 15 they minutes. are dancing, they're dancing in the parade, the funeral procession, mm-hmm. yep. and there's a phone ringing, that was really weird, but it like gives her like, it gives LaDonna like a flashback to when she was trying to find him when they were all evacuating. Yeah. I was so confused the first second what was going on, I didn't realize it was a flashback that first scene, I'm like, oh my god, have I been watching this entire episode not realizing there's been flashbacks throughout? And then I realized, no, 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 no it no, just no. started. I, yeah, the first two scenes, like I knew the demo flashback was a flashback, but then when we saw Antoine, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell for sure if we were back to normal or if we were still in the flashback. I didn't know demo was demo. Right, which I think you would have if you watched the middle, uh, yes. because she's had dreams about him. Yeah, I definitely didn't so recognize. So we've who seen it was. him before. Um, so yeah, Demo gets uh, a phone call asking him to go to another location. We don't even really know what's going on, and to do something. Right? Yes, we don't even know what it is. Errand. Something is. Um, well, no, I think it has to do with the storm. Like the storm is coming. We need yeah. you to go here to do this. Like 
board this up or take this or whatever it is. He runs a red light because there's uh, the streets are deserted, yep. which, I mean, still doesn't mean you're allowed to run a red light. But, but come on. Yeah, like, he gets pulled get over by the cop who then finds out there's a bench warrant against him. Yep. Yep. And that's one thing we didn't mention is the cop, Rich, when he agrees to help um, with the demo investigation, he says, I saw his record. Like, he was a bad kid. He had, you know, theft, like a bunch of failure to appears. Like, they don't care. Like, cause, because he is, of his he's record. Making, he's making a point there that he may have split. Fled, yeah, yeah, to avoid the fact that he would go to jail. Yeah. So. Which is not unf- an unfair assessment. Criminals. Like, he does have a big... But he would have probably still tried to get in touch with her, even if that were were all these, like, people that supposedly fled because they're, like, bad people, like, could have fled at any time. Yeah. Like, yes, the storm is, like, pretty convenient excuse to, like, disappear. To disappear. And I know I've seen some people use 9-11 as an excuse to, like, literally... Disappear. ...walk away from their lives. Yeah, but it's not a, it's not something you can apply to everyone. But, exactly. No. It's like, he could have... I mean, yeah. I just... I don't buy that. I think that's crazy. So, yeah, he gets taken into custody and put in jail, and that's basically the final scene, is we just see him, like, staring into the camera. Yeah. Minutes or hours, perhaps, before he's about to lose his life for, again... Or maybe even longer. Basically nothing. Like, did right? he drown? And even the even well, the no, who... he fell off the top bunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming he was beaten to death. I don't believe um, that he drowned. No, because he's on the bridge. That's after he was in custody, okay. they, right? They because do... they took everyone out of that facility and put them on the bridge. I think I don't they... know what bridge scene you're talking about. I think I missed it in the pilot when uh, Tony is looking for evidence of of him in the disappearance she finds evidence of him photos of him with a bunch of other prisoners on a bridge that was on a bridge okay evacuated and that is how she determines that yes he was arrested the day of yes he was yes because all of those people on all those men on that bridge were taken out of the prison right because it was filling up with water yeah but they had no plan or like that really happened is that all we know about it's just that they were on the bridge yes and no then they were taken to different various facilities right he said a bunch of buses Mm -hmm. and shipped god knows where right so they eventually do find a prisoner with damo's name yep and it's not damo oh and uh that's all i'm gonna say because i know you guys want to watch so i don't want to spoil too much it's not a donut question but yeah i thought the uh the flashbacks were really effective and really interesting that they waited until the finale to show us yeah like we could have seen that in the pilot Uh, yeah it's it seemed very very cool idea you know what i mean like it was very interesting and i can't i was trying to think of another example where it's like we don't see the inciting incident until mm-hmm. the final moments <laughs> of the first season. And we barely we barely even see the flood. We see it starting. Yeah. And we see everyone We see news talking. reports. Yeah, we see uh, Cray and his family in a hotel room watching. Yeah. And Cray saying, you know, it's just going to turn away. Looks down at his book, but he can't look away from the newscast. Yeah. Because everyone's wondering, is this the time? Yeah. Oh. with her parents... So much suspense. So much suspense out of something that you already know is going to happen. Yeah. And then we also like the newsroom. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Just like the newsroom. You know exactly how the story is going to unfold, but you're still like, oh God, no. Don't (laughs) let the Boston Marathon, like, don't let the bomb go off. Oh God. uh, It went off. We we, we (laughs) were there. We saw it. 
Uh, yeah, terrible. And then when we brief, briefly at the end flash back to present day, um, and we see um, Antoine and his kids are there at Demo's service, and they're dancing down the street. Everybody together. is at the service. Yeah, and except for Jadad, oh. who's flying to New York. Yeah, oh. yeah, for whatever reason. And that, the that's, was that's nice. it. The service felt. I don't know. It was cleansing. like legitimate. They spent 15 minutes on that service and there was not much talking going on. Mostly just singing. Yeah, singing and a lot of emotion. Well, from also emotion. all the flashbacks were that going happened, on yeah. in that as well. It did, yeah. But even that didn't have much dialogue in it. Uh, and they just, they, they stayed on LaDonna's face so much as they were walking down yeah. the street. She she gave an amazing yes. performance in this episode. Like, Jesus. like just um, and again, uh, another thing I saw pointed out a lot online was that a big difference between The Wire and and Treme is like there are a lot more strong female characters than mm-hmm. we get in The Wire. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a couple, but there aren't very many. Not as as not many, many as we could have, and I totally agree with that. Like the three main women on this show are all such phenomenal talented actresses it's just like you can just read everything on their faces they don't have to say a lot no it's amazing so good all right are you guys ready for your quiz is there anything else you wanted to say about the finale it's an amazing show and i have not been so strongly convinced to watch something and also john lewis was uh john lewis john goodman john goodman was born in st louis john lewis is is an amazing congressman though but we do love him okay and uh melissa leo does not appear to have won anything for this oh well that's a shame to to hear that yeah but she's won an oscar for the fighters so fighters so we're good good. guys she's great she is great it's only one one emmy for okay it's time to fight for the donut sound mixing let's do it seriously emmy question one Oh, the sound mixing was great. I did see also a lot of complaints (laughs) online about how dark it is. And I had a hard time because I was watching it in the middle of the afternoon yesterday. Oh, And I could not see a lot. I thought you meant dark as in theme heavy. No, no, I mean like... Dark as in it's a shot in a lot of dark places. Yeah. There is a scene when he like is trying to convince his neighbor to help him haul that that stuff away. And he like literally comes out of the darkness in that like yellow... I couldn't see anything that was happening. What what a really bad one for me was when... um, saying bunk Antoine was yeah. talking to LaDonna in the bar at night yeah. and the whole there was no like, power anywhere yeah it was Which, like that's and again maybe that's I mean you we should feel oh my god it's so dark yeah, yeah. like there was another scene too and they were walking I think it was when they finally did the parade and they had the costumes on and I was thinking like oh if this was normal people would be in these houses lights would be on like yeah. you'd be able to see yeah. it but because it's not normal you There's no street any. lights. There's no it's nothing. Pretty. It's pitch black. And I was like, this seems really scary. Which is Yeah, I'm like, they shouldn't be doing pretty. this at night. <laughs> like, do it during the day. But they didn't have, but they that's ran not out thing. of time. Yeah. Okay, oh, wait, question one. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. either could be true. I think what probably <laughs> does happen at night, because it's more fun. Okay, where do they finally find Damo's body? Oh. A, floating in the water. B, buried in a vacant lot. C, dumped in a field outside city limits. Or D, in a government morgue under a fake name? I'm going with D. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah. That is correct. I feel like all the other ones, he couldn't have fallen off the bed. I know, I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Damn it! Like, oh! (laughs) Yeah, and then they're like, and he accidentally ended up in a vacant lot somehow. Yeah. Damn it. Okay, why does Albert go to jail? A, he gets in a fight with the owner of the bar. Right. 
B, he gets drunk and spits on a cop after no one comes to chief practice. C, he moves into a closed-down housing project to draw attention to the fact that the project should be reopened. D, he chains himself to a church the government is trying to tear down for safety reasons. Can you repeat A again? Gets in a fight with the owner of the bar. Uh, I feel like it's either B or C. B is pretty... But I know, I know that one person at least shows up for chief practice at some. But maybe there's no one out of practice midway through. I'm answering B. Yeah. He spits in the cop's face. I'm gonna go with C. Correct answer is C. Mm. He moves into a closed down mm. housing project that they refuse to reopen. They're saying it's you know not safe, but that's really not true. I knew that the projects were important, but we have yet to see it. Yes, and this is again based on a true story on a man that really did that and went to jail for it. Yeah. Uh, three. What happens between Antoine and Ladonna on Mardi Gras? So we missed Mardi Gras. Oh, which oh sucks. my god. In the middle. Oh, man. That does suck. Uh, and they didn't get to dance. I should just tell you, the chief, Albert, doesn't get to perform Mardi Gras because he's still sitting in jail. We, yeah, oh, we, we did. I think he did learn that. Incident. Oh, no. But he missed Mardi Gras. Yeah. That is brutal. Uh, okay. What happens between Antoine and LaDonna on Mardi Gras? They get into a public fight, which leads to both of them, both of their arrests. Mm, possible. B, they hook up and immediately regret it. C, they agree to a truce for the sake of their sons. D, they find out they are still legally married to each other. Oh, that's interesting. Um, she's so sensible, but it is Mardi Gras. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going with B. I think they hooked up. I'm going to give it to them. They, they've got that chemistry. they got that sizzle. I want a D. You want a D? I'm going with D. <laughs> that was my second guess. Uh, which is, uh, they find out they're still legally yes. married to each other. Okay. Nope. It's that they hook up. Mm. Piers Ray is winning and it. immediately <laughs> regret it. He didn't think that would three happen. Three for three. Question four. What episode does Davis get fired from the radio station? He gets A, fired. Episode six. I thought he quit. No B, way. episode nine. No way he quit. C, episode two. Or D, episode five. Hmm. I'm going with D... Sorry, do you want to answer first? You, no, you, you like already it, answered with yeah, five. It's either D. six or nine for me. Um, be, be, being that he says a brief sabbatical. But he needs the time to cut the album. He, it's six. I'm going with six. It's two. He gets fired Jesus the very Christ. next episode for still not pushing the CD. Oh, that man. is ludicrous. Ugh, I know. It's really funny, though. What is the... Uh, how much time I was even thinking be- before he said brief sabbatical, like, how long has he not been at this radio station? Yeah. I was like, no, it can't be very long. I don't think it's long. been that much time, honestly. No. Since be. episode one and episode ten. I don't think he so. He has no other like source of income. I mean, like, a couple of weeks, maybe? Yeah. Uh, okay, final question, even though Piers is the winner. Hey. There we go. I knew, I actually, I, I didn't, I, I knew this would be a doomed Okay, so Davis uh, eventually runs for office. Uh, what what office? Uh, it doesn't really say, but like city councilor type of oh office. Oh my god, wow. say that. Okay. What is, In this here season? Yeah. What is Davis's plan to save the city? A, legalize prostitution. Nice. B, legalize weed. Extra nice. C, legalize gambling. Or D, legalized 24-hour drinking. Is gambling not legal? Not in most places. Nevada it is. That's why there's Vegas and Reno. I'm just surprised it's not legal. Gambling's legal. In Atlantic City. In the U.S. Yeah. Uh, Okay. 
and or if you're on a reserve. We know. Oh, great point. Everything <laughs> can be legal. He's uh okay. So he's definitely pro weed. We know that he's probably pro prostitution. I'm going with B. Weed. Yes. So am I. That's the right answer. Uh, His uh, slogan is "Pot for potholes." Oh my god. His, I don't see, I don't ruined. see how any of these would his, save the city. His, well, the but money. Pot, pot, yes, that makes sense. The, his car gets trashed in a pothole, and yeah. then when he comes back to get it, it's been like ransacked, and someone oh, like no. stripped it down. So he gets so mad that he decides to run for office, and his slogan is "Pot for potholes." Mm-hmm. He he'd be a pretty interesting politician. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait to watch his whole storyline. I'm actually going to start tomorrow. I love Steve Zahn. All right, here's your donut, here's Ray. Congratulations! You, I I pride myself on making hard quizzes, and you slayed that four oh out of five. Is this a creme brulee donut? Uh, it is. Saskia's favorite. Now this is actually the worst news of all time. I've gone looking for a creme brulee donut for over a year now. I've gone in there maybe ten times, and they don't make them. You should have worked for it, buddy. Should have worked for it. You should have thought harder about story structure. Excuse me. I worked as hard as I possibly could. Well, maybe Pierce will share some with you. No, I don't want it. it. Okay. All right, guys. Let's pick our next show. Yes. One and nine hundred and seventy-seven. I am picking. I just want to say for the record that yeah. I'm like next time when something's super long and we're like, ugh, like we just need to bite the bullet because like imagine if we had spent yesterday watching Raising Dad. Oh, I would have been. We'd be so disappointed it right now. Have been even possible, even though it doesn't exist anywhere. It oh, stars Bob Saget, and we do love Bob Saget so much. I hope we get something terrible this week. I, okay, I'm going with six six six. You always say that. I do. Okay. Because it changes every time. Yeah, that's true. What do you want, Sask? 90. 90. Nice. Okay. Let's see what is going to happen to us, guys. I'm pretty excited to find out. But yeah, please watch Treme. It was was... definitely up there in one of the best shows that we've watched so far. This That we haven't seen. 666 is Little Britain. Ooh, not bad. Not, not bad. Comedy, I yeah. Comedy sketch show. Yeah, not exactly something we. Not can... much of a donut, but we can still talk all about it. And it number is ninety, pretty hilarious and Rumble. British. Number ninety is Friends. Oh my god! I just wow. literally just uh, watched Friends. Whose donut is it? It's yours, right? It's mine. So it's your pick. Friends or Little Britain? I think we got to do Friends because there's an actual story. Series pilot. And what are we doing? So we'd have to do, yeah, right? We've all seen it all. I haven't seen all of it. How Ooh. much have you seen? A season or two, probably. Oh. Like, I've, oh. Seen, I've seen episodes scattered throughout, but it's not a show I ever No, no, watched. no. we got to do this, the show. That'll be like a punch in the face. What? To do Friends? From, like, the first episode to the last episode, it's like, what the fuck happened here? Yeah, this will be interesting. That's true. But yeah. uh, it'll be I'm good because we quiz. both know it pretty well, so yeah. we can compete pretty hard if you give us a good quiz. It's true. Okay, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. All right, well, tune in next time. We will be watching the first ever and the last ever episode of Friends. Huh. And uh, we will fight about who may or may not be our favorite characters. Yeah. Chandler. It is Chandler. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then I guess we won't fight Sorry. about it. Sorry. Followed by Joey. We'll no, see. followed this, by Monica. This will be a question for everyone on the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> the question on the quiz is what's, who's, who's your, your favorite, favorite character? character? And I will have a right answer. All right. Okay, stay tuned for some amazing uh, jazz music. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> All right, thanks We're gonna for listening. We're going to play it in three, two, one. Bye! Bye.
Yeah, 